Mitch Cohen is joining us now from RaceNet. Good morning, Mitch. Morning, Dave. Stayed at the start on. Yeah, um, yeah. Look, I, I tell you, I tell you what. Um, the we saw that there's a bit of movement in regards to these racing dates, isn't there? Yeah, down in Melbourne, it's obviously been on the cards for a while. Obviously, the mooted move of the Cox Plate, but that's been officially quashed. I think many of us probably saw this coming uh, a while ago. Um, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, look, it's one of the premier races on the carnival, as we know, the Cox Plate. But um, look, I'm for one and pretty glad to see it not moving. I know about you, Dave, but yeah, there, there has been some movement of a couple of Group 1s um, of, of the Melbourne Spring Carnival. And, and what effect that'll have, I guess, on the landscape, we'll have to wait and see. But um, that's a 1,000 guineas and, and the Rupert Clark will move to, to mid-November, November 18, to be, uh, to be uh, precise. But look, it's... Um, it's a move that, uh, I guess, moves the Victorian Spring Carnival a bit deeper into that November period, which which we know in, in New South Wales. We've already sort of got an extended Spring Carnival with those with those meetings now at the Hunter and obviously down at the Gong as well. This will fall on, on the Gong Day in, in 2018. Uh, 2018. <laughs> Jeez, I'm, I'm locked in the past. No, it's, uh, it, this year it'll fall on the Gong Day on, on November 18. That's the Rupert Clark and Thousand Guineas. Now, you'd expect the Thousand Guineas moving. Um, what effect that's going to have on the race, we'll have to wait and see. But I guess Phillies down in Melbourne have got, got a couple of options now. They, they come up to Sydney and, and Sydney's Princess Series and, and the flight stakes around that same sort of period uh, where the Thousand Guineas used to be probably gets stronger, you'd imagine, for those up-and-going fillies that, that come up and, and want to chase that Group 1 in the carnival and, and progress to other sort of fillies and mares races throughout the carnival. So, uh, look, we'll have to wait and see. Manicato, um, it's, um, the Manicato stakes will be on Cox Plate Day. Now, that's two weeks out from Sydney's The Everest. So, I guess this year you might see a few more horses um, obviously last year it was on a shorter time frame and on that Friday night it moves to the Saturday well it was on Saturday last year it was due down for Friday night until um, it got postponed but it's been in that Friday night time slot for a number of years but it'll now be running Cox Plate Day but two weeks out from the Everest I think you'd see um, a few of those sort of well I guess horses that aren't going to that, that champion sprint um, can now also look at a Manicato to, to chase that group one um, look these changes yeah, I've been on the cards for a while. I think, um, as we've seen every sort of spring for the past, God knows how long, um, lots of changes and lots of moving around, how these pieces will fit. I think we'll have to wait till later in the year to see how it all falls. But yeah, the Thousand Guineas and the Rupert Clark are main movers there, Dave, um, to midway through November. How do you sit personally, Mitch, with all of the... Uh all the the chat we've got about uh, moving of races, um, of um, what's been in the discussion point recently with court cases and other states. I mean, how does it all sit with you? Well, I think it, it proves if you're stagnant in any sport, um, you're sort of going nowhere. So I've got no, I'm not averse to change whatsoever, and we shouldn't be adverse to change in, in any industry. I don't think um, what's good for the industry is probably the main question of, of how these changes fit and how they affect programming. Uh, now, I don't think it was great to have two sort of Phillies Group 1 races over the mile, um, sometimes a week apart, um, pretty close together on the calendar. It doesn't really make much sense. So having them split up makes sense. But how that affects the 1,000 guineas, well, uh, I can't imagine it will affect the 1,000 guineas too well this year. But look, it's 
the programming, unless they all come to the table and start sort of get a one program into the season that sort of works when, when everyone's sort of working independently and, and what's best for their own carnivals, which makes sense. Um, obviously, we're going to have sort of race clashes and, and events, but I, I mean, we've got enough horses and, and enough prize money across both that um, there'll be plenty of people chasing them no matter when they are on the carnival. But uh, look, there's always going to be there's always going to be issues when things get moved and on how it fits with other races on the schedule. Um, but as I said, the, in terms of making changes, I don't think there's any issue. It's just where it all fits into the schedule. And I think that's why moving the Cox Plate um, it, it was a silly idea, really, because it sort of fits into that set schedule. We had the Melbourne Cup winner come through the Cox Plate last year. It's right in the heart of the Spring Carnival and a good spot for it. We're chatting with Mitch Cohen this morning. Uh, Mitch, uh, let's have a look at uh, the internationals. They're about to arrive. We just hear that Alcohol Free is uh, arriving this weekend and uh, there's going to be a number of them in this contingent for the championships. Yeah, it was good to hear Adrian sort of talk about Alcohol Free obviously coming over a multiple group one winner over there, one of the real, I guess, heavyweights on that uh, flight over this weekend. They'll come in on Saturday and settle at Canterbury. Friday night will be the last Canterbury meeting we, we see for some time as, as it becomes the quarantine facility. A 16 internationals who will be coming over, in fact, Dave. Nine of those will be trained by sort of international trainers. You chose Joseph O'Brien, you, you William Haggis, who have obviously had great success over here in the past. And a number of those horses will go to the Sydney stables that have been sort of purchased at those uh, those big options over there and one of those being alcohol free um, so we'll see a couple of new names in the ranks as we go towards the championships and and what a boon it is really to have so many horses coming over after a few I guess very quiet years given the COVID period that we've had and, and how hard it is to have sort of international travel and, and, and things like that to come over so to have such a big contingent um, hopefully is a sign of things to come in the coming years obviously a lot of prize money on offer um, and, and a lot of big race prestige there as well. So, look, 16 coming over. Um, um, as um, as has been reported, there's, there's uh, potentially um, the, uh, announcement on, on Japanese horses later this week. So um, more news to come to hand there. But, look, um, it's just great to have quality international horses coming over to race at these carnivals, isn't it? It, uh, it adds a little bit of extra or ours versus theirs and, and see where we measure up. Do we know who's going to ride these Haggis horses now too with Tom? Well, I know he'll hopefully be back, Tom Marquin, but um, if he's not, I wonder if uh, they'll bring their own jockey or whether an Australian jockey will jump on. Yeah, not quite aware there of, of no. what the, sort of obviously um, it's very unfortunate timing of, of Tom's injury just so early in his stay over here and um, yeah, just a just a bit of a, a frustrating race incident. But um, look, it's it's one of those things where I'm sure Tom, if he's if he's fit and ready to go, he'll be he'll be jumping back on board in a minute. What have we got? Uh, oh, nearly a month and six weeks, seven weeks before the championships come into place. So whether um, we'll, Tom will um, certainly be racing the clock to get back on them, but uh, could be the chance for an Australian hoop to put their hand up. But speaking of sort of Australian hoops and, and people coming over, Dave, we've also got Zach Purton um, looking yeah. to come back. So maybe Zach will be putting his hand up. Oh, look, very much so. I think that's exciting to have Zach back in town, of course, riding Artorias, etc. And um, and I, I just, I do love how uh, Zach's quotes, he's always good with a quote. And he said, look, you know, might even stay. Who knows? So uh, the boy from Coss Harbour, uh, he wants to get back on the, the Sydney stage. And I think that have just 
be sensational to see him back here and and riding winners. Mitch, before I let you go, mate, um, there's a, a, a collet injury, which is no good. And, of course, Thursday, the provincial uh, championships kick off uh, at Kembla. Yeah, that's a, it's an interesting time in, this, in the Sydney sort of jockey pool, obviously, with um, Hugh Bowman riding overseas but coming, coming back for a little bit of the carnival and Tommy Berry sort of having... Uh, a long-term layoff, or, and then Jason Collett yesterday, um, just a just a sort of one of those incidents that uh, you just hope don't happen. He's riding track work. He's he's got his foot jams coming down the tunnel, and yeah, a couple of broken toes. So it looks like he'll be out for about six weeks. So that gets him back in time to just ride the championships. But I'm sure he'll be uh, pushing to get back faster if he can. Uh, but yeah, just an untimely injury for Jason, who's obviously been riding so well. Um, and, but uh, yeah, coming into these championships, he'd want to be back uh, quick time, especially with a few opportunities there with a couple of big guns away. But um, on those provincial championships, the provincial midway championships, as we now know them, the first of seven heats tomorrow at Kembla Grange, obviously Chris Lee's got a pretty strong hand there. He's got three runners and he's defending that crown that, of course, he won last year. This race at Kembla was race at Goulburn last year, as we know, it was raining all the time this time last year and we've got grey clouds again Dave I'm a bit concerned that um, we could be racing on a few wet tracks in the, in the coming week or two as these thunderstorms set in but uh, yeah this uh, midway heat uh, looks like a pretty good heat obviously they pulled in a, a field of 16 in there and, and three emergencies so plenty of people putting their hand up for the $150,000 prize on, on Thursday afternoon. Have a great day, Mitch. Uh, talk to you next week and look forward to having you on the Punters Panel on Friday if you're around, mate. Yeah, I'll be around, Dave, and um, look, uh, looking forward to you hopefully surviving that tour around New South Wales again. Yeah, see what I just did there? Just locked you in for the Punters Panel on Friday perfectly. I love that. And uh, look, uh, the more I'm on a plane, the more there'll be storms, I'm telling you. It seems like, as I said yesterday, every time I'm booked on a Qantas Link plane, there's a storm. Mate, the way it was bouncing yesterday... Dear, oh dear, oh dear. Anyway. Well, you obviously weren't in Sydney Harbour yesterday. There was a, there was a big flyover with a couple of, well, looked like fighters. South Korea, yeah, the South Koreans, I think they were. Yeah, well, look, I thought it was you for a second, Dave. Oh, it was your mate. entry into, back into Sydney from, from no, the mate. coastline, but oh, there we go. I was on the Albury flight coming in, and it's always good when you're flying along and you've got a bit of music going, and I've got the noise-cancelling headphones on, but you can somehow always hear what the pilot's saying, and you hear the... Uh, attention, passengers, uh, can you please, uh, everyone be seated. And I feel like saying, well, what, are we all up having a party anyway at the bar? There's everyone, everyone's seated anyway. And seatbelts go on. And we just dropped altitude and we were just bouncing around. Anyway. Oh, the price you pay for fame, don't Yeah, Tamworth, Tamworth this afternoon, mate. So how good? How, how good? Have a good day, Mitch. Thanks for coming on, mate. You too, mate.